Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why are you looking at your phone? <laughs> so literally trying to start and do a subject and the thing which you made a line in the sand, you go... It was a psych gag. Was it? Yes, of course it was. <laughs> Ben, look! I mean, look what I have to deal with! Ben loves me, forget Shall it. Shall I try again? Well, no, it's fine. I didn't realise that when you picked up your phone with a bored face... <laughs> she, I mean, she's mad, Ben. She's mad. The woman's fucking mad. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, fine. Look, I, I, so I'm not tempted to do another sight gag with a phone. I'm going to leave it behind me, Okay. Prince Harry yes. is doing another interview. Oh. Have you seen that? He's doing another interview. I know. And it's, the it's, Daily Mail's very it, angry about it. The, but it's not with Oprah, is it? But it's um, No, it's not actually in the, it's not in the paper. It's not in the paper. It's on the front of the online. Hang on, let me get no, it no, I saw it in the paper. Did you? I think so. Hang on. But anyway, he's doing another and he's gonna he's gonna tell us his truth. And I just thought, what can there possibly be? That Prince Andrew, sorry. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Yes, yeah. Prince Andrew's Prince another interview. <laughs> That's another interview I want to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of all the various royal interviews yeah. you want to see repeated. Yeah. Tell us again about. Tell us again about the Woking. The Peter Express in Woking. Oh, this marvellous stuffed crust. Yeah. Actually, mate, that's Pizza Hut, so we exactly. know. Um, what else can he possibly tell us? Um, I don't know. It's, he wants to bring mediators in. To who? To, to what? mediate a conversation between him and Prince William. See? Because they just can't. Because Prince William is, I, I, I couldn't possibly be more angry. Maybe with we him. should try. Maybe every time Prince Harry tries to start a conversation, Prince William says, "Oh, just shut up and get on with it," mm-hmm. or looks at his phone. Right, Miriam Margot. Right, Miriam Margulies has offered to mediate between. No, oh, no, no, she hasn't. She's offered to mediate no. between J.K. Rowling and somewhere else. No, she's just said she can see J.K. Rowling's point a bit. Um, and I wonder how her Wednesday's going. <laughs> well, I just wonder. I assume she's got a book out. She uh, does. Yeah. Has she? Yeah. You, well, bought, there it you, go. Me. you bought it for me. Oh uh, yeah. Her memoir. Yeah. You didn't read it then. I, d- I read a bit of it. Yeah. What about chest hair? I have you literally not read a newspaper all week? Macron was uh, did an interview or something, and he had his shirt wide open, and he okay. had lots of chest hair. So there's been lots of pieces going. Uh, Matthew Macron and the great chest hair debate. Oh my god, that is a hairy chest. 
So the story is he did an interview. So the, so the ele- elections in France, it's really, really tight. Marine Le Pen's doing really well. Macron's freaked out. So he does so he he does a Putin and gets his chest out, gets his rug out. And so then people have been sort of going, is it good to have a hairy chest or not have a hairy chest? And I don't know. I thought that was something. I wonder how I wonder how uh how anyone could possibly really Hair. Uh, yeah, I mean, so there's a, there's a sort of debate about Emmanuel Macron. Everyone assumes I have a hairy chest and I don't. When you say everyone assumes you have a hairy chest. People think I'm a hairy person. <laughs> you just think I'm fat, which is quite <laughs> tr- tr- tricky. I don't you just actually... think you're fat. I think you're other things as well. No, I was literally, I know, it's, it's dismal. But I, what I was doing yesterday, I was like just taking my T-shirt up to changing for bed and you laughed at me for being so fat. We're, no, we're both fat. We have both spent 10 days drinking white wine and eating uh, hot cross buns. We're both fat. Well, anyway, I haven't got a hairy chest really, have I? No. But I don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't like a big, you know, one of the re- one of the insane reasons that I married you is because you have an excellent distribution of hair. My, my distribution of hair is good and getting better because I no longer have a hairy ass crack. <laughs> when, when, I, when I was like sort of 18 or 19, I used to have this really, really hairy ass. And I, well, I probably talked about it before. They used to go on about it when we were first together as well. And I just what? thought, hmm, about your really? hairy, your Rubbish. bum hair. What do you mean? You Why mean, would I make that when up? When in our dating did I bring up my bum hair? Like quite early on. What did I say? You said something about wiping your bum and how like it's like... It's true. If you have a hairy ass, it's problematic. And um, You just you just say things and then forget that you've said them. You sort of spit it's out... Rem- it's a bit... It's probably before... If it was before we sort of had seen each other naked or before we'd gone to bed, I was probably preparing you. Like, I remember <laughs> I remember the, only the second woman I ever had sex with. I remember, I remember we realised we were going to have sex and then she started talking about her lobsided boobs. Because she was preparing me for that. And then they weren't very lopsided at all. They were like, fine, nice, like 18 year old boobs. Madly fussy there. But then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, it's boobs. Yeah. A boob crudely scrawled on the side of a shed is fine for you, isn't it, darling? Well, they're always really quite even, aren't they? Boobs scrawled (laughs) on a shed. It's quite disappointing when you've grown up expecting boobs to look like the ones that are scrawled on the side of a shed and then you see the real thing. Um, (laughs) Which can never live up to to a. Shed scribble. Um, no, so like, so. And I feel, but, um, you know, now I'm sort of old, I feel that one woman's gross hairy back is another woman's rugged, masculine, bear like. I'm always rubber. troubled by massive facial warts. Because <laughs> I never know why people don't, like, don't take them off. Were you there at the. Um, were you were you there at the? Uh, I'm I'm going to talk elliptically. Were you were you there at the thing that we went to with the run <laughs> the running animals yeah. when um, that lovely man, the very tall man, was yeah. talking about the very rich man who had the massive balls on the side of his nose, and he literally went on a rant for about fifteen about minutes how rich about he like, was. he's so rich, why doesn't he get rid I, of you it? Could have talk, you could have that's you could have spelt that out, but no, I think I, I know I, who we're talking about. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. But no, so we we were at this event, and there was this, this lovely, very very funny, interesting uh, man who was he, uh, utterly obsessed with the fact that this other man won't have plastic surgery yeah, on this thing even, on the I don't know. I, I just <laughs> no. think it's not even, it's not like what, but those things, those kind of big fleshy sort of round things which wobble a bit. Like my relatives, yeah. in like they used to, in the 70s, I remember all my old relatives always had them and I was always massively distracted by these bits of thing on there. Now you sort of don't see them. My least favourite person in in the world, as it happens, mm-hmm. has about three of them and it's one of my great no, consolations I, and I wonder why they don't do something about them. Well, because it leaves a scar. Right. And it's and it's because I've had every little imperfection 
of the lighthouse. You, you like, have, sorted. and not, but none of them are on your face. And the no, ones I that, had those. I had those those weird the puffy eye thing that I had operated on. Yes, but though that wouldn't that's. That wouldn't leave a scar. Whereas the whereas the moles you've had removed, they do leave a scar and they have left a sc- left scars. And the thing you had taken out of your leg, that's left a scar. Well, then you didn't take enough of it out. No, but it's left a scar because you had has. to sew it Why up, didn't we? Oh, because because we've got nothing else to talk about. Of and no ideas. Chest, right? Yes, yes. So and it, so you could talk about how hairy chests, you know, used to be when you had a, a sexy man in the sixties. Sure, Connery. That's the you know had a hairy t- you had you took off your and then when Roger Moore took off his shirt and it was all sort of it was all Roger smooth Moore. and s- the people were horrified. The thing, well, what it comes down to is you're either a sexy person or you're not. Do you remember she was called? I think she was called Nikki Taylor. She was a model in um, she was a model in the kind of early nineties and she had a birthmark on the side of Cindy her lip. Crawford. And also Cindy Crawford. Yes. Why would you bring up, for fuck's sake, you this whole story, the world's most famous mole, and you've got Nikki Taylor. Nikki Taylor. Yeah, Nikki she Taylor. was on the front of Ms. Magazine a couple of times. Yeah. yeah no, sorry, yeah, Cindy, Cindy Crawford. Crawford. Yeah. Cindy Crawford's got the mole on the side of her mouth. But the fact is that that on somebody else... One of those, I think. I think Susan Boyle's got one as well. Oh, the same as Cindy Crawford. Yes, but it's like you're either a sort but of. But her a, name's Boyle. Yeah. So you have to have really no. You're anyway. either a sort of super hot, sexy person, or you want like that giant French rugby player who looks like a caveman with all the hair. Like David Bowie having different colour eyes. Yeah, exactly. If, for example, Michael Fabricant, the Tory MP with the funny blonde hair, it look, looks a bit like Tarzan. No. It looks a bit like Tarzan's. Michael Confused Hesseltine. uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, had a different colour eyes. It would be... Yes, exactly. Not or, that interesting. Or if, you know, so basically, so Macron is like reasonably sort of handsome French waiter type. Mm-hmm. And so he's got a hairy chest. But on someone else, it would be kind of disgusting. Uh, there's a man, there's a man that we both know who's got a hairy chest and, 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 it's, and it grosses me out. Like massive, like his hairiness is like, it makes me feel like... It's I always really wonder what hard. a really fresh, clean, ironed white shirt feels like on a hairy chest. <laughs> just like well, a probably sort of, the same. Like a bear wrapped in newspaper, just going <laughs> rustle, rustle, rustle. <laughs> Literally, this is a podcast which Bacon edges in such a way that you're laughing the whole time, even though nobody said anything funny. We've just been mean. You're slightly mad. There's something... There's, there's you know... I'm, I'm demob happy because my children are finally back at school. But you're just sort of laughing a lot and being mean to your husband. Yeah, in, the, in, the, in that way of it's sort of elation. You haven't had a drink. You're behaving like someone who's had a really strong martini to start off their evening. Yeah. Oh, God! <laughs> I know what's happened. What? Did you take a drug, a pill? Yes. What have you taken? I've got... A, I'm really, really coldy and I've got... I'm bunged up, but I don't know if it's a hay fever or if it's a cold. So you've so taken... So I took a Claritin allergy and then I took a Sudafed. And this is what it was. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you see the thing about Liam Gallagher's hip? Oh, I did see the thing about Liam Gallagher's okay. hip. Tell so me about it. Liam Gallagher has decided, Liam Gallagher's got terrible hip problems as people do well, he's got arthritis he's got yes exactly he's got uh, he's got arthritis which you know basically after the age of 35 everything just falls to bits and you're lucky if you're still alive by the time you are 49 which is how old liam gallagher is so the former oasis singer was diagnosed with arthritis three years ago after a long-standing thyroid issue okay let's we, we, if, if it gets too medical you're not allowed to be funny so we've done th- let's, let's skipping the thyroid and the arthritis he says he says my hips are fucked I've got arthritis, bud. I went to get it checked out and my bones are mashed up, he told music magazine Mojo. And he basically said, I don't want a hip replacement. I'd rather be pushed around in a wheelchair by my wife, Debbie. I'm sure Debbie's thrilled about that. Um, But it's, 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 he's saying he doesn't want to have a hip replacement because that connotes oldness. He doesn't want to be thought of as old. I think that that's what is... he said. He says that in the thing. But it's also the stigma saying you've had your hips replaced. The stigma What's saying you've had your hips. What's next? No, no. I can't have the hip replacement. Just thought they have to break your hips. I asked the lady what the downside was. You might die in surgery. His brother's sort of going, no, have the surgery, have the <laughs> surgery. Um, so, and then uh, a while ago, I don't know if you saw this uh, other sort of laterally connected piece about how um, old people don't have doilies or neck curtains anymore. And they, and, and I thought, well, of course they don't because doilies and neck curtains were a thing that was fashionable I think we a there's a slight thing, th- that thing I've slightly touched on recently. I can't remember where, but I wrote a thing about we when we were young, we thought old people were boring because they were always going on about the war. Mm-hmm. But now old people didn't fight in the war. No. So they go on about things like shagging in the 60s. Exactly. And how boring. And that's actually. And they managed to make it really boring as well. No, I thought what was interesting about doing a column for the, uh, with the Liam Gallagher thing and saying he doesn't want to have a hip replacement because he doesn't want to have a hip replacement because that, that people go, oh, you're old. So, but. Uh, Things I would be proud to have a hip replacement, I'd have to say, because it means you can give up on certain things. What about certain connotations? I could do a list of connotations of oldness. Yeah. The, the, do you mean you're old or the, or the, the things that really... Okay, okay, 
Calm down, Liam. Calm down. It's not the hip replacement that makes you old. It's rinsing all the plates before you put them in the dishwasher. That's not. That's not. A, well, we, that's not an age thing. Peeing in strange places. Ben and I. Was Why are you saying the things that I do? I rinse plates and I pee in strange places. Yeah. And last... because Ben was telling me the way that his grandfather used to pee in a bottle in the larder. Okay, that's but that's fucking odd though that's that's not that's like that's not i piss on the compost heap and i piss on the rose out the front because it makes it flower beautifully uh, right but uh, that's, are you sure yes. are you sure it's the pee do you know why i hate pissing in a bottle have you ever pissed in a bottle of course have you ever seen a woman doing a wee yes that was very funny at the weekend when we went for a walk and, and you went for a wee and you said, can you make sure no one comes and the kids stood really close to you watching you and then i stood at the path and it was very funny. but And, and, uh, and then, and then Kitty ran off and went, ha ha, my mum's doing a wee. Oh, yeah. No, then you went, mum, mum, someone's coming. <laughs> and they weren't. And uh, Kitty doesn't know that the one thing you really mustn't do when someone, particularly like you, quite shy, stops for a wee on a really public road in the middle of Chipping Norton, stops <laughs> and squats for a pee. Uh, I went, oh, look, it's the moon. And I said, and look, then... can everybody just stand? Stand around me. Don't look at me. <laughs> and then Kitty meant someone's coming. And literally everyone, everyone kind of ran off sort of six feet away and everyone turned around and watched me doing a week. It was terrible. You're all... I, I was so angry with all of you. That was such bastards. I would never do that to any of you. I'm still cross about it. Um, um, what are we doing? Okay, yes. So that's a, that is a really, really good column idea. A hip replacement... So the things about me... Yeah. So the, the, the things that were... Things that make you really old. Things that make you old. And I think one of you all you get around it by is it's kind of old people trying not to be old by pretending they still. My least favorite thing, obviously, being an old raver. Oh yeah, old um, rocker in the room, old, bad. You know, that kind of thing, which is terrible. Um, but uh, sort of a hip replacement. What it's um, sort of impotence is sort of is an old thing. Losing your hair. Um, what are the signs of growing old? Yeah. But they are they the thing is that you've it's quite difficult to find really good original ones because obviously it's just saying oof when you sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's been done a billion times, isn't it? And also not just insulting, because all we can really do is think of the old people that we know and, well, exactly. and then say that and then you think we they think we mean them. Well and, and also it's very, very difficult not to be actually too mean. Like not being able to find your glasses. I think we can establish that I haven't ever been able to find them. Never, so when I just go and see my glasses, it doesn't mean I'm old. But the thing is that all the things that but the, also, it's mean because of all, it's all the things that you do. Like, like what? It, it is your obsession with not wasting food. Your your complete disregard no, of self. Your obsession with just eating one scoop of something and lobbing it in the bin, food and plastic and all. Mm. Your 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 hummus regime is despicable. <laughs> it's not despicable. You, 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 is yes, it? you get the hummus. Okay. We can address this now in the safe space of this thing with the hummus. Yeah. And I've now bought the big catering tubs of hummus, yeah. which will work much better. You always get the hummus out with a spoon. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, if you get the hummus out with a knife, you can scrape the hummus off the knife onto the edge of the plate. You always have to throw away a spoonful of hummus because it doesn't come off. You go splot and it, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if you use a knife, you can get the hummus off. If you use a spoon, you can't. And you waste hummus, I just want to say. Has this been bothering you? Not really. Mm. I've men- mentioned it. Um, so that is a possible idea, but quite difficult to execute. Did you see the one that you did? Because it was in today's papers. Yeah. Uh, the dish sponges are out. I oh, know it was yesterday's paper. Is it time to give dish sponges the brush off? Okay. 
kitchen wipers could be riddled with salmonella and sorry by the way you know second mentions the the the, the uh what do they called them kitchen wipers <laughs> <laughs> so, so the second mentions that thing on, on twitter which is like you will say um you know, Kylie Minogue, 56, has released a new song, the diminutive Antipodean Chanteurs, said yeah. yesterday. And it's right, they've gone, is it time to give dish sponges the brush off? Kitchen wipers, second mention, could be riddled with salmonella and campylobacter, research suggests. Obviously, the Daily Mail has a health scare every day. And yeah. that's an old people thing, isn't it? Health scare, latest health scare. Obsession, a health obsession, yeah. Anyway, if you normally use a sponge to wash the dishes and leave it by the sink to dry... That it might be time to come clean. A sponge harbors potentially harmful bacteria for twice as long as a dishwashing brush. Now, we this is a thing where I will characterize my views versus yours, but I will appreciate that yours are fine too, if that's okay with you. But listen, there's a thing we were just in our other house, mm-hmm. and there isn't a brush. And I bought and I was looking for it because there's just a sponge. And basically, I think that washing up with a sponge is gross. And we've got all those different brushes here, right? But I have mm-hmm. a kind of basically, I'm amazed that. It says here that like brushes are used by only twenty nine percent of Britons, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> yeah. Do you use a brush for certain jobs? Yes. Because basically, the, the point is, the brush can be left to dry. You know, I have that sort of obsession. I like hang the. I know people think it's because I'm old, but I will. I will actually. Done, is that me? I don't know. But hanging the, leaving the the, the the wiper just on the side, it stays wet and it harbors bacteria. Nobody does that in this house. Everybody hangs it up to dry somewhere. Uh, so you, you're not allowed to do this column if I am if you're going to paint me as a revolting shiksa. I'm not painting. Okay, but if you that case, um, no, I, it was because I, you know, I bought those. I went online and bought those special brushes which aren't yeah. on sticks because yes. you can just pick them up and they've got different coarsenesses and you go brush, brush, yes, brush. Yes, they're very good and they're very good for certain jobs. But but a really but bad. Not, a really if you're bad, going to wash up a mug or a glass, they're not good for a mug or a glass. No. Then you need a cloth. Yes, Probably not no, a you sponge. need a, you need a. Not a sponge. And in fact, I thought the whole thing was... Mm-hmm. No, wait a minute. You've got a sponge, but you didn't like it when I used to wipe down a surface. No, not with the sponge. Never with the sponge. Because no, you just make big stripes so, in it. But what's the sponge for? The, the sponge is for washing up mugs and glasses. But wait, but you have to then dry the sponge. You have to hang it up. Yes, yes. And if, and if you notice, there is a plastic pot on the side, perforated with air holes at the bottom, where the sponge can sit and dry. Uh, so I thought possibly one could write about washing up. I think that's a great idea. It's a very, very divisive subject and you can be very funny about it. So the thing that I would write about washing up, I've actually been thinking, what I've been thinking, I haven't written a book for ages, uh, which is probably a good thing. Uh, I thought, uh, because it's, spoof books don't really work, but I thought the thing I most want to parody in all the world mm-hmm. is is recipe books. Because my sort of year and a half on Times Radio of doing a different recipe book every right. week. And every recipe was exactly the same. Every book was exactly the same. Every book was a really posh chef saying, uh, when I get home, I like to just cook some really simple stuff and then gives you a nine-page recipe for a swan made out of foie gras. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, they always said, oh, we, I always let, we always have a fish soup bubbling on the hob because any minute, three o'clock in the morning, 16 people drop round with a bottle to celebrate whatever. And I was just thought, oh, fuck off. And just sort of everything about, here's basic larder essentials. 40 pages of stuff always have a dried elephant hanging in the larder uh, you know and I thought I could do I, the fun thing to do would be to put a book about washing up could do an actual you know washing up made easy at home you know 50 tips and the, the main thing is being that as a restaurant critic I generally feel when you cook as well and as inventively and as easily and as cheaply as we do mm-hmm. 
Why do we go out to eat all the time? Because they do the washing up. Yeah. It's not because they can cook. We live in a world where people can cook, or the people that we know, our kind of people, can cook, can cook a meal, can serve a meal, relatively little hassle. Even I, when I serve, when I cater for a few people these days, probably you wouldn't characterise me as the lunatic you used to. I do it relatively stress-free. Oh, yeah, you do, yeah. When I was cooking for people. Yeah. But then there's the washing up. So what you actually need, the thing that it is that you need a washing up book. So I could sort of do like a pitch for a washing up book, or like how to wash up better. And what would you say? Well, there are, there are things that I do differently from you. And they are what? And it wouldn't be a criticism of you at every level. Would it not? No, well, I wash up as I go because I don't like it when things dry out and start to crust because I think you need to use hotter water and more detergent mm. to clean a pot that has been left standing. Right. So, like, if you... It's like, for example, if you have a... You boil pasta and it gets that slightly starchy thing. If you drain the pasta and immediately rinse the pot in cold water, that's fine. If you leave it, it becomes slimy and you have to put it in the dishwasher and that's bad. Or um, when you put a lemon in that lemon squeezer, if you have one of those lemon crusted things, if you immediately take the lemon out and then rinse it, that's fine. Mm. Yes, all of this perfect behaviour... You could read the book if you wanted. It's based on is based on you not being hounded by three different people at all times for dramatically different things, all of which are urgent. This is about your terrible life and being in a family of four. Uh no. This is about how we can't all do everything perfectly because other things take over. If I had nothing else to do, I would wash up just as you But suggest. that's why you need Giles Corrin's guide, easy guide to Michelin level Giles washing up Corrin's at home. Mansplaining guy. No, what you need to wash up perfectly is one of those what? things that they've got in a, you know. They make water go everywhere. That's true. The correct way to wash up is to fill the sink with hot water mm. with just a dash of washing up liquid. And then you clean all the cleanest things first, all the glasses and any cutlery that's not got too much crap on it. Like this. And it's all clever. of the mugs. And you clean all of those first, and then you clean. Where do you rinse them? This well, in your second sink. No, oh, you have to have a second sink. You do, of course, you have to. We haven't got one. What kind of? Well, if you haven't well, got a second sink, if you haven't, yes. Weird, funny little sink. You can't you rinse have, things in. What is that for? That second sink. How can you not rinse things in that? Because sink? you can't rinse. You can rinse a fork in it, but you can't rinse a plate in it because you can't get the whole plate in at the same time. What? Anyway, if you don't have a second, you can rinse sink, it under the tap, which is perfectly running. Don't. No, if you don't have a second sink, you wash up in a, you have a tub and then you rinse down the side of the tub. So you have a washing up tub where you're washing well, up. Well, you have to have a tap running all the time. But in fact, if you have two sinks and one has fresh water. Oh, I see what you mean. Then you just go dimp, splash, splosh. And then you wash the slightly dirtier things. And then you wash, and then finally you wash the super, super, super duper dirty things. That is how you're supposed to wash up properly. But how do you know? What did you read to learn that? Someone told me a long time ago. I can't remember who it was. That is that obviously does make sense. Um, what people generally do when they see a massive sink full of sort of hot soapy water is they put the dirtiest thing in first. Do they? Yes. But the dirtiest thing you leave to soak. What about the tip that I always do when you've got a really crusty pan of boiling some, putting it on the hob and cooking some water in it? Yeah, you can and that do that. It all lift off. Or you can leave it on the side with a dishwashing tablet in it, and that just gets rid of absolutely That's everything. That's a good tip. Just leave it to soak, and that'll just get rid of absolutely everything. Um, it's not that funny. I'm, I'm having a slightly disassociative out-of-body experience. Like, I don't know what's going on or why we're here. Um, people who listen to the podcast may get exactly the same <laughs> feeling.
You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin Has No Idea. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 